Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, it's uh, 2.36 in Edmonton again. We're going 12-3 to 3 this week here on Oilers Now. And uh, we just had John Shannon, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. I do want to mention to you tomorrow, Frank Saravalli, one of the most plugged-in men in the business, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Live thoroughbred racing back at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino every Friday and Saturday. For more information, head to thehorses.com. As we go off to the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. This text comes in from Mark in St. Albert. For the entire Oilers season, I live and breathe Oilers hockey. I'm a season ticket holder, and I listen to your show almost every day. I'm super disappointed and frustrated by our playoff results. That being said, it pales in comparison to how the Oilers players must feel uh, today. Oh, well, uh, four more months until it all starts again. That one comes to us from Mark in St. Albert. Brendan, we will squeeze in some calls here at 780-496-0063 as well. I got about uh, 12 minutes to get them in. And Mark goes on to say, Bob, this is a wasted season. Who cares about how close we are to the Stanley Cup winner? How are we going to get better? Goaltending and poor D-zone coverage have been our issue for multiple seasons uh, during the McDavid and Settled golden years. Yet we still have the same issues. I'm not sure that can, we can actually win the Cup anymore given the Albatross contracts uh, that we have with Nurse and Campbell. Again, you can text us at 780 Bob, no team. This is from Andrew Cito out of Nelson, B.C. No teams have won the Cup with dead weight. On the Oilers, Nuge, Kane, Hyman, Yamamoto, and Skinner simply weren't good enough. But the good news is they're damn close. Uh, I'd shed Yamamoto's salary and put in Holloway, then upgrade CeCe for a $5.5 million uh, D-man. Any thoughts on a, on a CeCe upgrade? Well, there's a team that was a pretty good team this year that's got a couple pretty good right-shot prospects coming. And there's going to be a guy out there that's going to be available. But I don't know if the owners can afford that, to be frank with you. And I don't know how much of an upgrade he is. Damon Severson, is he a significant upgrade on Cody Ceci? 
Last year, the Cody CC we saw was pretty good. Let's go to Ken on line number one. Ken, you're in orders now. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I wanted to talk, Bob, about the goaltending. I think that uh, they missed the boat in the goaltending. I think that uh, three, or three times the goalie was pulled. One time the goalie was pulled and the goalie's comment does Campbell ever look calm in there? He was actually begging to be pulled and let Campbell get an opportunity to play. I guarantee you that players from Campbell's old team, Toronto, would call him probably on a nightly basis and say, why aren't you getting played at all? The regular season, the playoffs are much different than the regular season. But they kept going old school and kept going with the goalie that I like too. But when he's not playing good, I like to go the Glenn Saver route and you play who's playing hot. And Campbell didn't make a mistake. He played excellent. And I think that Campbell should at least have had the respect to get one shot at starting game six or seven or whatever because the regular season is much different than the playoffs, and he looked very, very sharp when he was in there. All right. And, you know, Campbell, for the record, finished with a 96-960 save percentage in the playoffs. He stopped 49 out of 51 shots. Skinner was sub-900 against L.A., sub-900 against the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm still quite bullish on Skinner, but this was his first time carrying the mail come playoff time. He got 12 straight starts. He never started more than six consecutive games in the regular season. To me, it, it's got to be, in, in a perfect world next year, they both play roughly the same amount of games. I'm serious about this. I want to see that, like, if, you know, and, and I like where Skinner's going to go, and I think he's going to grow and improve. He's got to handle, improve his puck handling, work on his, uh, Mike McKenna pointed out, he's got to work on his hands, he's got to work on his glove and his blocker side. Uh, Jack Campbell needed to change out his equipment. He did. He did get better as the season wore on. I think next year it's got to be an open competition, to, and maybe it's unrealistic to think one guy gets forty-five starts and one guy gets forty. Uh, whatever the case, you know, I got it. It's forty-one, forty-one, but you're going to get knocked out of the game a couple times. To me, it's got to be an open competition next year, and I personally would not rule out playing both guys come playoff time. Well, I, I love, I like the goalies. I like both goalies. I think Skinner was fighting it a bit. Should have used Campbell, but that's okay. But you should also use Costin and all the other backups. Holloway, they should have been in playing I much. I, they they got to play Holloway. And they got to play Holloway in the top nine right from day one next year. It's, it's funny. He was in the top six to start the season. He made a mistake against Vancouver, got knocked out of the box. When the Oilers were struggling a bit, uh, after they lost 6-3 to L.A., they moved Holloway to McDavid's line the game in, Ana- in Anaheim. He scored the first goal in that game, playing with Connor. I think he's got to get an opportunity there. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Ken. 780-496-0063. Uh, this text comes in. Not everybody's going to like it. It's from Ryan. This was the best season that the Oilers have had in two decades. The result at the end might not be what we wanted, but I saw a team that took a huge step forward this year. Our second half of our season uh, made me such a proud Oilers fan. I hope that we just stand pat and let these boys have another crack at it. Uh, you can text us at 780-496-0063. G says, Bob, some people would say Nick Jensen would be a defensive upgrade on CC. Well, Jensen can really skate. It's not a bigger D-man. Let's go to Elvis on line number two. Elvis, you're in the building, and you're on Oilers now. Hey, Bob, I just want to start off by saying I want to thank you guys for all the work you guys have done, uh, both radio 
television, you and Jack, uh, the whole crew, uh, you guys have been simply amazing. Thank you for keeping us informed on stats and situations and trades and all your guests you bring in. This is not the season that I wanted, Bob, but I'll tell you what, I have to agree with that text that just came in. I remember when the Edmonton Oilers played the New York Islanders and we got smoke showed and then the next year we came back and we won it. I truly believe, Bob, that we are in the right direction. There'll be a few tweaks next year and we're going to kill it. All right. Thanks, Elvis. It's a different Elvis that just called. Uh, and, you know, Brennan, it's funny you mentioned, I mean, what happens if Vegas wins the cup? And the Oilers will have lost to the last two Stanley Cup champions. Does that change the narrative? In my mind, I think that says a lot. But you're going to have to get over the hill at like some Col- point. Like Colorado was just simply better than Edmonton last year. Oh, yeah. But then they think about what happened to Colorado. Lannis Scott got hurt, didn't play all season. Now he's going to miss all next year. Uh, Burakovsky, they lost him to free agency. They lost Nazem Kadri, their second. Actually, let's, let's do it in terms. Landis Cog was a first-line player. They lost him. for, And his career might ultimately be over. We'll see if he can ever come back. Uh, they lost Kadri, their second-line center. They lost Burakovsky, a second-line winger. They lost Nachushkin. So they lost four of their top six forwards off that team that won the Cup. They still had the defense. The problem was McCarr was playing, coming off Conkey this year. Those are not easy to do. Colorado was nowhere near as good this year as they were last year, and I think that's what got fans upset. And for the record, I did not think Boston was going to be a team that was going to be impossible to beat. Why would I think that? Edmonton went in there and beat him in the regular season, and McDavid and Dreisaitl didn't have a point. Right? Like, you... like you know, I'll tell you what I didn't think would happen against Vegas, which happened against Vegas. I didn't think the Oilers' support scoring would dry up the way it did. Now, we're going to get more information tomorrow. The players talk, and eventually we'll hear from GM Ken Holland and head coach Jay Woodcroft on an overview and maybe some of the things that were going on injury-wise Every team in the league has injuries, okay? But does it change the narrative if Vegas wins the Stanley Cup? I think it does. And it was close against Vegas. I think they, you know, they did some things that good organizations do to win. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Team Dean says, Bob, it's a few small moves. Yamamoto will be addition by subtraction and a CC upgrade. Somebody who can babysit Nurse and think for him on the ice. I can't see the goaltending being this bad again from Team Dean. I think Darnell will be better. I, you know, I mean, he had a rough... He wasn't the only one that had a rough final game. Uh, CC had a rough back half of the season. He definitely had a groin injury. We hinted to the fact that he had core issues for a six-week stretch, and that's a bad injury for guys to have. Uh, Bob, what did the Oilers in 2006 have that the current Oilers don't have? Goaltending with Rolison, defenseman, and a more balanced scoring team. Well, and they were lucky. Come on, man. Nobody saw the Oilers going to the Stanley Cup final in 2006. I hosted a show called Total Sports at that time with Mark Spector. He laughed at me on the air. He said Detroit in three over the Oilers. That's what he said. Robin Brownlee and me were the only guys that took Edmonton to beat Detroit. Uh, by the way, I took Dallas to beat Detroit, Edmonton in 03 when I first started doing that the show back then. I took Dallas to win that series in 03. 
But I thought Edmonton was all wrong for Detroit. San Jose was up 2 nothing in the series in round two. And most of the Edmonton media had written the Oilers off again. By the time we'd gotten to Anaheim, because Anaheim had upset Calgary that year, by that point, you're like, okay, they can win this thing. And then against Carolina, you know, if ends and buts were candy and you know what. So away you go. Goaltending is a factor. 1998, one of the greatest goaltending performances of all time. Curtis Joseph, head-to-head against Patrick Waugh. Colorado with an infinitely better team on paper and twice the salary cap, and the Oilers come back from 3-1 down. It's this simple. The Oilers did not have a goaltender's... Well, maybe that's not true. Did Jack Campbell steal game number four? He might have stolen game four for Edmonton. They're down 3 nothing. They gave up lots of chances, and Campbell only gave up the one goal against. They came back to win in overtime against L.A. Yeah. 247 in Edmonton. When we come back, it's a memorable this day in Oilers history, especially given recent events. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 5.02 to go in the third overtime period. So we basically have played two games here tonight, two hockey games, and then we're still in game one. I'll tell you, it's amazing. There's the puck rolling into the order zone. Carpenter after it. He fired it around the boards. It's going to come back to the point. Galley couldn't knock it down. McCabe's got it to Curry. Maybe a 2 and one Curry in across the line. Gets it to Klima. Drills the shot. He scores! Peter Klima with 4.47 to go in the third overtime period. Peter Klima has won the game for the Edmonton Oilers. A great pass from Curry, and he beat Andy Moog. The Oilers off the bench. They're mobbing Peter Klima. A stunning end to this hockey game. This day in Oilers history for New West Travel, serving travelers since 1979. Book your vacation today at newwesttravel.com. Going back on the state, Brendan Escott, 1990. The late, great Peter Klima. Bring it. Yeah, at uh, 15-13 of triple overtime, leading the Oilers uh, to a 3-2 win over the Boston Bruins at Boston Garden. Game one of the Stanley Cup Finals. That goal uh, put an end to the longest game in Stanley Cup Final history, ninth longest in playoff history. Bill Ramford stopped 50 of 52 shots on the Oilers' net. You weren't born yet. Nope. I was at the Jack of Clubs Bar in Wells, B.C. with Dan Baker. The whole bar was cheering for Boston. Eyes with Bakes. We had a bunch of uh, French Canadian guys in our camp that year, and uh, they got in a little bit of an animated discussion with a couple rednecks. It uh, after Klima scored, it got pretty comical. The things you remember from back in the day. One thing is. If you're going to blank, you're going to find out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, was a, it was a good night. It was a good night. 
Wow. Going back to 19. That's 33 years ago, man. That's crazy. Uh, Brad, text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Take an issue with us. How did the 630 Chad water haulers for the Oilers get it so wrong, says Brad. Everybody, every one of you had the Oilers winning in five or six, thought you were plugged in. Numbers don't lie. Nurse and CeCe weren't the shutdown bearing. You kept telling us they are. The failure audit should be all-encompassing. Brad says, woulda, coulda, shoulda. At the end of the day, the Oilers didn't from Brad. Brendan, we did those predictions. Um, what was that, a week ago Monday? When we were in, uh, or a week ago Tuesday, yeah. When we were before uh, game one in Vegas, if you recall, we, we were pretty specific. You know, the Oilers in six. There were a lot of the experts that had Edmonton winning the, the not just the quote unquote six thirty Chad water haulers. It's the usual slight that comes from certain yeah, individuals. Which, yeah, awesome. It always makes me wonder. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. There's ways to discreetly and not so discreetly uh, talk about, you know, when organizations win in the margins. Um, did you ever get the sense that I didn't appreciate how well Vegas was running, how good of a team they had? Uh, no, I, I, you've had respect for Vegas for a long time. I know that long well, before the series even matched up. Put it this way. When Peter Shirelli was relieved of his duties as general manager... If you want to go back on my Twitter, take a look at who I listed as the number one candidate for the job and the number two candidates for the job that were assistant general managers and other organizations that were ready to become GMs. They both now are GMs. One's in Vegas and one's in Colorado. Because when you work every day in this business, which is a privilege to do so, you get to meet really good people and sense who's coming on the rise and who isn't. Of course, Ken Holland was the GM of the Detroit Red Wings. We were looking at assistant GMs at that time. Hey, thanks to everybody who participated in the interactive elements to the show. I can appreciate that people are down. They're bummed out. Choked that the orders didn't get it done. Believe me. For the players and the people that are in key strategic parts of the organization, it's a killer. Sucks today. Going to have to be better. What does Reed Wilkins have tonight on Inside Sports? Uh, a lot more, obviously, on the Oilers' season and playoff run. And then it's uh, Elks' main camp. So lots of audio coming up from uh, from the field. We're, we're going three hours tomorrow. Uh, we'll have lots of player audio. It's going to be the end of uh, the season player exit interviews tomorrow with the media. Daily face-offs, Frank Saravalli for Horse Racing Alberta. Live thoroughbred racing back at Century Mile Racetrack on Friday and Saturday. For more information, head to thehorses.com. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Randy Kilburn, followed by Chelsea on Chad with Chelsea Bird. Thank you for everybody that participated in the interactive elements to today's edition of Oilers Now.